Today's episode of 190 Podcast is brought to you by Dual Threat with Ryan Rossillo, a podcast about football. You ask yourself, but be more specific, Titus, which kind of football? There are many kinds of footballs out there. Uh, are you, well, first of all, we're talking about American football, but then even then, are you talking college? Are you talking pro? Canadian, well, folks, XFL. Folks, I got great news. Both. Ryan Rossillo does both. That is apparently the dual threat. That is the dual and dual threat. Uh, I thought dual threat this whole time up until last week um, was that it was a men's lifestyle podcast and also a sports podcast. I thought that was the dual threat. But as it turns out, it's college football, pro football. Uh, you learned something. Right, Kyle? Kyle, right. You're, you're the producer on that Yeah, pod. man. It's a blast. It's a blast. My favorite part of dual threat is uh, you chiming in, just uh, laughing. Just basically like Rosillo just just basically arguing with himself, and then Kyle's just cackling in the background. Yeah. Kind of like we do here. Kind of like a sick much. therapist, you yeah. know? Just like, yeah, in a good way. Uh, folks, it is getting cold outside, but the action in football is heating up. So if you are a football fan, if you're jonesing for football, check out dual threat, Ryan Rosillo. Also, Tate Frazier on GM Street with Mike Lombardi. Oh, yeah, uh, also that. That is also a podcast you could listen to on the Ringer Podcast. Twice Network. a week. You're Tuesdays, up to twice a week. Wow. Fridays. Wow. Used to be three times a week. Now twice yeah. a week. Uh, anyway, a lot of football going on. Uh, today, we are going to break down the Big Ten ACC Challenge. I call it Big Ten ACC. Tate calls it ACC Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, well, alphabetically. Yeah. yeah. Yes, how it well, goes. I, I, a, B, C. Yes. I list the for best conference first, uh, which ended in a, a very— A duel. A strong, tie. A yeah, gentleman's duel. duel. And we have seven to seven. A strong tie, uh, seven to seven. We're going to talk about most of the games that mattered the most. Uh, we also have a special guest coming on a little later, Tate. Um, a, a man named Big Cat that hosts a mm. podcast on not the Ringer Podcast Network, but that's okay. We 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 are not afraid to to invite the enemies into our domain and um, chop it up with them a little bit. So uh, we have Big Cat coming on later to talk about uh, Wisconsin. And, and Brad Davison taking charges and Zion most Williamson. Most controversial and issue in all of basketball. Basically whatever else comes up there. But mm-hmm. uh, we, are, we are first going to, to do our best to, to dive through all the other games. And we will get to all of that. But first. Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, Tate, as we said, the Big Ten ACC Challenge uh, ended in a tie. Exciting stuff. That's what everyone everyone seeks out to find. Who is the ultimate conference in college basketball? And they're not even smart enough to make it an odd number so that we get a, a resolution through all of this. Too it many teams, a, right? Too many teams. Figure it out. Uh, it was a 7-7 tie. Nine of the 14 games were within five points. That's pretty crazy. So it was, a, it was all in all a good challenge. Uh, although, if we can be selfish for a second, and mm. I think we can, I think that's the entire point of having your own podcast. Um, it wasn't a great challenge for all, our alma maters. It was tough. No, tough we, to we watch. Tough, and on both sides. Yeah, both but sides. It was tough. Especially because the team in the middle of it all, the middle of the controversy, is a, a team that you just heard uh, that we shit on at the start of every single podcast, which is Michigan. Yeah. They are, right now, they got revenge. Wrote, a perfect team. They got it. No, hold on. Hold on. Calm down. Calm down. Right? They are a perfect basketball team. So no. as a Carolina fan, I don't feel as upset because Syracuse, as you know, having not written this, is not a perfect basketball team. Okay, so let's let's start with uh let's start with the Michigan game. Uh we will get to the Syracuse Ohio State thing in a second. But Michigan uh, got We will also get to the, Louisville because we will get to Louisville. The program win. Uh although first before we get to any of them, can I just can hmm. I just complain about Los Angeles again that you and I wanted to watch uh, what, what day was this? This was the IU Duke game, right? Yes. We were trying to watch Michigan State Louisville, even though you said you didn't care about that game. Um, 
you, we, we were checking the sort scores. of in jest, but yeah. people were very yeah, uh, people were very I, upset. I've seen some thoughts. Um, we we tried to go to a bar to watch this because uh, you know we're out here on the West Coast, so the games start like what time did that game start? Four p.m. So like we were, I was watching it on my laptop here at work, and then we also have no television, here, right? So. so it came time to punch the clock yes. out, uh, which was about halftime of that game. Mm-hmm. We decided we we're going to go to a bar here in Hollywood. We go over to a bar that has. Uh, first of all, there's like no sports bars anywhere. Um, and the, the TVs that they do have, uh, one is showing, I believe, was it Pittsburgh, Iowa? Or that was the second game? Yes. Pittsburgh, Iowa was the game that was on one television. One television had the uh, Anaheim the, Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks, yes. And Another one, one had the tennis. One was showing tennis. Yes. Not even a good tennis, anything, just like whatever the tennis tournament is that's going on because right now. someone had requested it someone said you know i want to enjoy my beer yeah. and watch this tennis tournament so we were like okay cool i guess uh we, we won't worry about the michigan state louisville game that much uh and then the, the game started to get close and then I, I bothered the waitress and i was like can we please change one of these to the the bomb ass college basketball game that's going on right now and she's like well someone requested this and then at this point i think the pittsburgh iowa game had started and I was like, there is no fucking way she that anybody in this like bar... She said it's more like a blip-ass yeah. college basketball game. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you. There is no fucking way that anybody in this bar requested, in, in Hollywood, California, requested Pittsburgh at Iowa. There's a 0% chance. If we were looking around, no one's actually watching it. You uh, know who did. Jeff Capel. He bought that TV right, time. Right. He knows what he's doing. Um, Screen time is what matters. So I busted out my phone. We set up the phone on the table and watched the rest of that uh, Michigan State-Louisville game. And then I was like, okay, fine. Finally, at long last, mm-hmm. Duke, Indiana. I'm sure like, I am sure I can get everyone on my side in this bar to be like, oh, yeah, Duke IU. Of course, we have to watch that game. That's going to be a great game. Let's change the channel to that one. Uh, same thing. They, and then you know what they did? They changed the tennis. We, we, I said something to the guy. I was like, can we please turn this fucking tennis off and put on the Duke IU game? And the the bartender guy was like, "Yeah, I got you, fam." And he grabs the remote and starts changing it, and then he changes it to the Lakers game. We got we got we got LeBron, LeBron again. again. Yes. So anyway, again. it's just very fucking annoying. That's all. That's my point. Tate. Is it that that LA? All, every basically my my message is to all of the people that like to shit on the West Coast for like how they're a bad. This is a bad sports scene out here. Please continue doing so. I give you permission. Um, it is it is a disaster trying to find. We eventually like went, went hopping around bars, begging people to turn it on. Like you're going into bars and they're showing like CNN at a sports bar, and you're like, does anybody in this town like sports? And the Dark answer room. is like, not really. So. Yeah, well, including my Dark friend room. that was there with us, Dark, and, Dark and she was like, I don't care to watch this game. No, no one, no one seemed very interested in what was going on. You hear Kyle coughing in the dark yeah, room. Yeah, of course, yeah. Kyle. I would have gone to the dark room. There's 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 no problem you with that. Should have gone to the dark room. They would have done it for you. Probably true. Yeah, probably. So true. anyway, that's but my tough, complaint. Yeah, tough complaint. And also, if you are out on the West Coast and you're having to watch all these Lakers games, my goodness, is Brandon Ingram a walking brick? <laughs> I mean, just walks around, just brick. Like every time he shoots the ball, all I see is brick. Speaking of bricks, uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels, yes, uh, bricks, got their asses handed to them by Michigan. Uh, this is it's hard to it's hard if you're a Michigan fan, you're, it's hard not to be licking your lips and excited uh, to 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 drink the tears of Tate Frazier when, as you said, the theme song of this podcast. Mm. Is is a callback to the the most infamous moment in Michigan basketball history, which also happened against the Tar Heels. The last time I believe that was, that was the last time both these teams were ranked when they played each other was nineteen ninety three title game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan beat the brakes off of Carolina Tate. Your thoughts? Roy Williams says worst job with this team in thirty one years mm-hmm. as a head coach. First off, yes, agreed, hundred percent. Worse than twenty ten already because at least in twenty ten it's like Larry Drew's your point guard, yeah. John Henson. 
I don't know what he was at the time, but he was basically just an alien who just like wore a big T-shirt and you know didn't know what to do with his arms mm-hmm. yet. He was like the inflatable guy. Uh, this year, you have an actual good team. I don't know why you won't figure out. Are we lineups. sure they're good? Yes. Okay. Very good. Even John Beeline after the game was like, I don't really know how that happened, but we kind of got <laughs> hit in the mouth early, and then we gave it to uh, Luke Kennard slash Mo Wagner, and he decided to make it. And then Carolina was hanging around, and then suddenly Roy takes out all of his best players, mm-hmm. and then Carolina blows the game. And I don't know what really happened there, but I'll take it. Yeah. K.J. Smith Did- played in this game. Uh, Brandon Huffman came <laughs> into this game and helped validate some of my thoughts that people thought were crazy. Scored a bucket, showed some hustle. But that starting five, which is... If you didn't watch, Kobe White, mm-hmm. Kenny Williams, Cam Johnson, God, Garrison Brooks, and Luke May. Those five. Those are yep. the five. A lot of seniors on the floor. I don't know why they haven't talked to one another the entire time that they've been on the floor. And uh, Brazdikas, 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 Brazdikas. Let me just, I mean, that kid's the best Canadian out right now. Yeah, and he, I know what you're thinking. R.J. Barrett's a Canadian, Tate. You're probably wrong about that. No. Iggy. Dude, he's messing with your Canadian theory of just Canadian guys being soft and and. But we yeah. know the story. I mean, he's from Lithuania, so That's he's true. basically That's true. a Lithuanian <laughs> who is also a Canadian. As Are we long sure as, he's Canadian? As long as his Adian or some some sort of variation of that, he's fine. Uh, he's got and, the Eastern European blood that makes him tough, and he's yeah. got the Eastern European haircut. Yeah, and he, yeah, he does. Didn't he say he was a Slytherin? Like he admitted that he wanted yeah, to yeah. be a Slytherin. <laughs> it's like Draco Malfoy he's out there, the tat- but like the, like his older brother. Like dude, Draco. he's awesome. He's 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 awesome. The, the the whole Michigan team. Yeah, I wrote an article on the Ringer.com. Perfect. Uh, Tate's get a kick out of this because I called them the perfect college basketball team, and by calling them the perfect college basketball team, I literally meant that they are full of flaws. And like, for that the was record, the whole you never said that in the actual article. I just laughed at the headline because I was I like, did, well, I, mean, I, I, I literally thought I was like, did Mark Tiger? Did you just I think write I this did. out? You're I, just I, like, this is for you. I think I did say. I think I did use the word perfect, but I. I mean, I made it clear. Like, what? The, I'll explain to the point for the people that listen to the pod that don't want to read the article. Um, because it's probably a lot of people. <laughs> Kyle says that. Hey, Kyle's like, did not read it. Please explain. <laughs> Uh, Michigan has obvious flaws. Uh, their their shooting is a problem. Um, they I don't think like it, it, Michigan fans calm down. I'm, this is going to come back around. Uh, I I don't I wouldn't trust them to to get in a run and gun shootout game like like say against a Villanova last year in the national title game for mm-hmm. example. Um, or against a North Carolina team that played Seventh Woods and Kobe White. Yeah, right. maybe. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust Michigan to shoot. 43s in a game, you know, like their shooting is, is is going to bite them in the ass at some point this year. Uh, they also don't have a ton of interior depth. They got Teske. Beyond that, like Brez, like Isaiah Livers is probably their other big guy, and he's I don't want him playing center. So how about um, Livers just comes in and gets like 11 and he's nine great every now. time. He's great. He's aggressive. Yeah, Six he's, man he's great. Uh, so like Michigan has flaws. It's not like they're a flawless team. That's not what I mean by perfect. But and for me, that is. A team that goes into a season is like, all right, these are our strengths. These are our weaknesses. You have a full understanding of what the strengths and weaknesses are. You you put it all together and you find a way to kick everyone's ass. That is like the perfect college basketball experience to me or like the, the perfect way to construct a college basketball. There's no such thing as a perfect college basketball team. You can't have mm-hmm. it. They're amateurs. You can't make trades. You can't like start a season and be like, damn, we could use some shooting. Damn, we could use a ball handler. Let's flip some assets and get that guy. And the coolest so, part is all it takes is one guy in Indianapolis to say, but what if, but what we, if we did? did? Yeah. Uh, so that, when, I, when I say perfect team, I mean literally the exact opposite, that they have a ton of flaws, but in spite of those flaws, they are destroying everybody. They have not had even a remotely close game yet so far this season. They've beaten North Carolina, we just saw. They, they destroyed Villanova. Those are like the two big wins. They've also beaten Providence. They've beaten, I believe, George Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
that's what I mean by perfect team. This is this is honestly, I don't think it's crazy to say that Michigan might actually be the best team in the country. Like Gonzaga, I'm not saying that they should be ranked over Gonzaga number one. I'm saying that when you watch Michigan, if you if you've watched all these games and you walk away from watching Michigan play and you're like, I think they might be the best team in the country, I don't think you're crazy. Do you think there's a world in which they could be ranked ahead of Duke in the next rankings as the number two team in the country no, behind no, Gonzaga? No, because that's not how rankings work. Like the the rank, like there's no way. Which I think yeah. is wild because if you have watched all the Michigan games, I mean, you beat the last two national champions. Yeah, I mean, Gonzaga needs deserves to be ranked higher uh, and blew them out. Yeah, right. Uh, Gonzaga probably does deserve to be ranked higher. Kansas deserves to be ranked higher. They have two top ten wins as well. Duke, as we know, is Duke, so they're always going to be ranked higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I wouldn't say I would vote for Michigan number one. I'm just saying that like if so, if if you got on this podcast right now and you're like I think Michigan's the best team, I'm not going to fight you on that. One of my favorite things from this game was coming in. Carolina's averaging 97 points per game. Michigan is allowing about 48 points per game, and they kept bringing this up. And then they said at the end of the game, and it even out, you know that they were like, and it was about halfway where North Carolina gets in this game, uh-huh. gets 67 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how averages work, you know. <laughs> but I mean, right? I mean, doesn't didn't that make sense? They kept saying that like it was a novelty, like they could not believe that that, were, that was the case with what happened. Of course. Yeah. It makes sense. That was the only thing that made sense. Everything else did so, not make sense. Uh, the, the stuff I've seen out of Chapel Hill, and I try, to, uh, I try to separate my— Come on, Roy, play the kids! Yeah, I try to separate the Tate Frazier mm. uh, point of view and like the overall Carolina point of view. And a lot of times they're the exact same, but— um, A lot of times they're not. A lot of times they're not. Mm-hmm. Uh but it feels like people. Uh, th- there is a, a a section of Carolina fans that are like, "We're fine. Calm mm-hmm. down. This has happened before with Roy. It's we the lost De- it's Santa. a Deion Thompson argument. Well, They're De- like Garrison Brooks is our Deion Thompson. Yeah. We don't need him to be great. We need him to be serviceable. We need to throw that first pass from Kobe White <laughs> into him. He needs to hit that little turnaround to make people be honest and have to guard him, and that opens up everything for everybody else. Yeah. But guess what? Garrison Brooks is so soft he can't back down anybody. <laughs> And can't get a pass in the post and turn around and hit a shot or yeah. make a layup or get a putback or get a rebound. Didn't Carolina— Or not get beat back door. Was it 05, the year they, the, when they won the title, that they lost to Santa Clara? Yeah, to earlier in the season. That's because Quinn, yeah. Quinn Thomas started the game because Ray yeah. Felton was suspended. So people, like, I've, I've seen that mentioned. It's like, you got to remember, folks, this is kind of a thing. But Roy's got the big picture in mind. He's thinking he's thinking March and April and not thinking right now. I think best-case scenario, you look at that Indiana game, the year they won the title in 2017, they lost at Assembly Hall. Right. And that game, they got blown out by the Yeah, they look, they look terrible. And yeah. a lot of that happened. They look scared last, almost. Yeah, that's what happened yeah. last night. Everyone keeps pointing. The thing that's happening with Carolina fans right now, people were turning on each other, right? You know, people were mm-hmm. upset. Because a lot of people were doing the Roy's right. Even though Roy's like, I'm not right. <laughs> Roy's yeah. like, Roy, Roy <laughs> like, said we like, suck. He's like, I, I think we suck. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and everyone's like, I don't know. Roy's got it figured out. He's got a master plan. But the, the reality of the situation is, if you play a team with big guys, you're screwed. Texas, yeah. you're screwed. Jackson Hayes, Ozakowski, you're screwed. Play Michigan, Teske, you're screwed. Brazdikas, you're screwed. Like these guys come in and body these guys and make them look soft. And we get these early leads, and everyone's like, well, well, the starting lineup is great. The pace gets you a lead. Teams aren't used to that pace. Michigan doesn't play North Carolina often. So they see that pace, they get hit in the mouth, they adjust. Right. And once teams adjust to the pace, Carolina has no answer because all those teams say, oh, the way to beat these guys is just to. You know, yeah. play hands-on, grab him a little bit, make Cam Johnson try to dribble one time instead of shooting up uh, uh, from the set corner a, every single set time. Set a ball the ball. screen and yeah. watch them get confused as like, wait, you're allowed to do that? Wait, I didn't know Did this Did you was see fun. one time in that game where you can remember 
Luke May even setting a screen for Kobe White that actually got him open from anyone. No one sets screens on Carolina. Nobody set screens. They don't. Set, I, I nobody. Said this, I said this after they lost to, to Texas. Like the, the the one, they don't know how to guard any of the, to save their lives. And then the, yeah, then they don't play defense. So it's like, like you can't score, and then you it, don't play defense. Carolina looks beat. like a team that is confused at the concept of screens, like both mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. When they get screened, when they're guarding teams, they're like, "What the fuck? Like you're standing there getting in my way." That's Mark Tice, we play basketball. How do you and, fix that? Talk. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah. And I'm looking at Luke May. I'm like, Luke, can you speak? Yeah. Like, can you but say I, something? I guess, I guess it's Williams, confusing. Uh, like, if I'm Garrison Brooks, I realize that I'm not going to average a double-double <laughs> If I'm Garrison Brooks, I'm like, why am I on the floor, coach? But why, like, why, why doesn't he make that his thing? Why isn't he just like, I'm going to be the, like, we're, or if I'm Roy, I guess it's on Roy. Roy. Why isn't Roy no. taking Garrison Brooks and being like, you want to understand why you're starting over Nasir Little? Here's why I'm starting you over Nasir Little. Because I need someone on this team to set screens. I need a, a dare I say it, a glue guy. Um, and no one wants to do it. I need you out there. Just grab your nuts, run around, do it like the pl- do what Marshall Plumley did for Duke, where he just ran around with the, holding his nuts and and just screening whoever he possibly could to free guys up. They don't have anybody that wants to do that. Of course, the best thing that he could do, Garrison Brooks, for the team is to go to Roy Williams, like Allen did, and remember the Titans. Go to his Herman Boone and go. I don't think I'm good enough. I can't handle these guys on the back end. I think Petey should play. I think Nazir Little <laughs> should play. Petey should play. And he's like, well, you go, he's like, if you want that man to have your job, you go give it to him. Let me. Garrison should go over to Nazir Little, put his hand out, pick him up, and say, "Hey, man, I'm tired of getting worked. Can, can I you just, go out there and get us a win?" Can I just also take a second, and we'll move on and uh, talk about some other games. But uh, I want to take a second to say that, in spite of all the problems that Carolina has right now, I absolutely love Kobe White, and that man can do no wrong in my eyes. The, 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 that kid's incredible. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. Uh, it, as a neutral fan watching it, you, you were getting frustrated. Best I was white the, player you've ever seen? Yeah, one of the best white players in Carolina. <laughs> Who's the better white on Carolina, uh, Luke May or Kobe? <laughs> uh, definitely Kobe. I mean, it's basically Kobe White and Lenny Rosenbluth at this point. That are <laughs> out. Maybe um, Bobby Jones. So I, I'm watching it with you, and you're getting frustrated for a lot of different reasons, but the biggest frustration to me was that Roy kept lumping like the The, the problems. five has to play together. Yeah, with like—, like why can't he take the four out and be like, Kobe, you're killing? Because Kobe White, as again, you probably know more than me. You you watch this team all the time. You follow all this shit. But I'm watching these games. Kobe White is the only guy on North Carolina that I trust. He's the only guy that could like take any shot. And even if he misses, I'm like, he's fine. He'll figure it out the next time down. Um, every other guy, and that includes guys like Cam Johnson and Kenny Williams and Luke May, who have been doing it forever. They're shot I'm makers, kinda, not shot creators. Like at this point, I've lost trust in those guys. I'm not saying that they. I'm I'm done with them for the rest of the year. I'm saying at this moment, if Carolina played today and I watched Luke May airball his first two shots, I'm thinking in my head, he's going to suck tonight, and I, he's not going to get it back. But Kobe White can get it back. And you can see in the game, Kobe is he's pressing because he's thinking to himself. I need to get these other guys involved in the offense. Yeah. So therefore, he's not taking shots he probably should take. I mean, Kobe can go down the court every single time, act like he's going to drive, bring it back, hit a nice little pull-up jumper. You saw it a million times in that game from the like the little elbow right, right. there. It's wide open every single time. But he's pressing to. I got to throw it in the bo- the ball to Luke down to the post to get him going. I got to get Garrison an easy bucket. I need to get Cam an easy shot. I need to get Kenny an easy shot. Which is the whole point of Seventh Woods. You're the point guard. You run the team. Mm-hmm. It's fine if you replace a senior with a junior in the starting lineup. It's okay. Right? That's okay. Replacing a freshman with that's a sophomore, allowed. that's okay. That's allowed. Replacing a senior with a freshman, not okay. <laughs> not Greg Paulus, Nolan Smith. You can do one year away. One degree of separation is fine. So if you take Kenny out, you put in seventh as a point guard, I think you solve a lot of problems. Uh, Carolina has a lot of problems to solve. Michigan does not. Michigan is somehow— Best team somehow, in the country. Are you saying it? Yeah, you really best think team so? in the country. Yes. Seriously. Okay. Um, 
They, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy that they've gotten better. Because I do think Villanova is a good team. Yeah. Oh, you're back down. I think Carolina is okay. a good team. So then, why isn't Furman ranked? Because Furman's just not getting respect. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Respect, no respect Furman. Come One on. The best military schools. In Great America. military program. <laughs> ROTC program, though. Do you see that tweet? We'll have it. Uh, Kyle saw it. Someone tweeted at us a picture of someone in class uh, in their full getup, and they had the uh, Furman ROTC patch. Oh, they were in like the military. The oh, fatigues. yeah, yeah, the fatigue. Yeah, yeah and this is nice. Furman. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. Told you. Take come, that, Furman. Come hell or high water, Tate is going to be right about this military school. Right logic, wrong pick. Yeah, even if even if Furman's not a military school, you're going to turn them into military school. Hey, you're making South calls. Carolina. <laughs> right like, logic. How to make this happen? Do what it does. Uh, congrats to Michigan. Your team is awesome. Um, a lot a lot of Michigan fans think that I'm trying to reverse jinx them by praising them. I'm not. I'm just fascinated that uh, you know they they lost three of their top four scores off last year's national runner up, and they're somehow better. Tate, it's crazy. It's a great story. Um, and they're going to be very good this year. I yeah, believe so, that. Let's talk uh, about a team that might actually be really good this year. Surprisingly, so I guess then, most people thought so. Syracuse. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Is that what well, you okay? Think? We'll do that. Yeah, I gave. Are I, you okay? Yeah, with okay, that? let's do it. Let's do it. Come on. Um, so yeah, highest battle. Syracuse just beat the number one team in the country. Frank on the road Howard's in return. a true road game. Mm-hmm. They go on the road to Columbus, Ohio, to play the Big number for the one, net rankings. The number one net ranking team in the mm. country. Uh, and they beat Ohio State. And your your question to me, I can see it in your eyes, is that how heartbroken are you? that the undefeated season's over for the Buckeyes, that they might not be as good as we thought. I agree with our coach. Coach Holtman said it was all about defense. They didn't come yeah. out with the intensity they needed. 11-0 run for well, Syracuse I mean, in that game in the second half. Is it is it bad that I'm actually not mad at all? I'm, I'm not mad. I'm laughing. I'm actually laughing. at. It. Uh, oh, no, it's funny to yeah, me. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. I actually think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm not bothered by this result. I think uh, Syracuse is obviously a good... T- like, coming into the season, everyone thought Syracuse was going to be better in Ohio State for a reason, because they have talent they have a ton of length they have the 2-3 zone which is absolutely disgusting this year like that zone's going to be great all season long um the, the the zone is like the I know I'm not the first person to come up with this idea but it's just worth repeating it's like the knuckleball you know like there are nights where it doesn't knuckle and it looks terrible and you're like oh what the hell happened to Syracuse the wheels fell off but when that thing's humming it's impossible to score sometimes it knuckles and Aaron yeah. Boone's right there and he just hits a home Smashes run and says the shit take out that of it. shit yeah uh, Tim so Wakefield I'm really not that bummed out because I thought I thought Ohio State actually played kind of well and that I guess in some ways that might bum me out more is that there's really for me there's like not a ton to fix like I thought we got the ball where we needed to get the ball and then Kyle Young would take it up on a 7 foot 2 guy and he'd be like no you can't you can't score that. He's here. like, sir, and, you're six yeah. foot seven, and we just struggle to to get shots off because we don't have the the athletes and the whatever else to to, to break that zone. So. Which is kind of frustrating, you yeah. know, when you think about like Wesson is your guy who's got to get yeah. those buckets. It, it kind of reminds me like you guys are good when you can go small, but you can only really go small. I wish you had one other piece. Yeah, that yeah. could that, was, that could help and, you and, with length. And Syracuse, I mean, coming into the game, Syracuse that was the big thing with their offense is they can't shoot. For shit, they they go eleven for twenty four from the three point line. Um, they made shots. That's how this. That's how this game works. Forty six percent from three. Yeah. And then you got to think about this. If Jim Beheim is saying nice things about his team after a game, then you know that they played out of their ass. Yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. on the road. It's the first time this year I've seen us play like we need to play. That's a pretty good sign. Yeah, like we need to play. They I, played the best that they probably could have played on the road. No, dude, guys. Syracuse is good. Uh, Syracuse is going to be good. Um, like I said, there's there's going to be a few games this year. They'll 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 have a game against Boston College where it's close, and everyone's like, oh shit, maybe Syracuse isn't good anymore. And that's just that's how it's going to go all season for them. They're gonna have nights where their offense is terrible, and um, they're gonna have nights where the zone isn't quite as good as it should be, but. You you know that no one's going to want to play Syracuse in March. You know that they're going to be great. We've said this all year. Yeah. It's Syracuse and Washington. These are two teams you don't want to play in the tournament because they may not be better than you, 
but they may shoot 46% and you may shoot 29% and you may lose. Uh, the the other things to note that happened in this game, number one, did you see the video uh, at halftime of the kid in the hot dog suit, Robbie? Shout out to him, the Ohio State student that the, the girl said. What was the pickup line he used before he hit that? The girl goes, shot. what's your name? And mm-hmm. she go, he goes, most people call me Robbie, but you can call me anytime. And then doesn't even wait. He, he's on the baseline. If, I'll, I'll explain it to people because it's, it's much easier to just search the video. But uh, he's on the baseline. No, do a play-by-play. Yeah, I'll do a play-by-play. Uh, he goes, my name's Robbie, you can call me anytime. And then he immediately takes off running and like sprints into a half-court shot. Like He picks up a head of steam to shoot a half-court shot, and then he makes it. And the place goes nuts. And then we find out later that he won like free hot dogs for a year. Yeah, they, they said it right there. And it, the best part is that, you know, the 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 whoever was doing it, the host that he says that to, yeah. she's kind of like at first like, oh man. like But then uh, she starts thinking yeah. about it. She's like, oh, wow, I got to actually maybe do I, so. I actually have to tell, yeah. no, those maybe are the go rules. out with this man. Those are the rules. Yeah, you have, the, to, you have to call him. Shot, yeah. You have to go out with You him. have to call I mean, him. That's, that's the, the facts. Yeah. But then she heard hot dogs was what he wanted. She was like, okay, I'm fine. Yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah. The other thing, they had, I want to get your thoughts on this. They they had Thad Mata back at halftime. I uh, had the whole family back. Um, did a little former tribute player video. Monta- yeah. tribute video, uh, and then they had, they put a banner up there next to Evan Turner's banner and said Dad Mata, coaching Ohio State coaching legend. Um, I want to get your thoughts. Most, most people want to know my thoughts, which I will share. But I, I need an outsider's thoughts on this. I think that was really cool that Coach Holtman did that. Again, we broke that uh, our live show in Columbus. We did break this. Chris shout Holtman out to told us. shout yes. out to Bill Landis for being the one guy in, in sports media who properly credited us for breaking the story that this was going to happen. But yeah, thanks, Bill. Do. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate Bill. you. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Coach Holtman doing that, I thought was cool. I mean, a lot of times you see people come into programs and they just completely wreck yeah. it and and do the whole ego trip of like this is my thing, yeah. i.e. Jeff Capel at Pittsburgh. Even yeah. though I guess they were zero nineteen, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, but Holtman's been really cool about it, uh, you know, with the whole situation with that. He obviously, I mean, we we heard him talk to us about it. And then when Thad came back, just to have that video and see all those guys, the only thing that I did not like about the video was no Mike Conley, no Greg Oden. <clears throat> and of no, course— No, Greg, Greg was in it. Oh, he was? Yeah, it, yeah. Well, not enough Greg is in it. <clears throat> not— <clears throat> I mean, and the last guy, <clears throat> of course I have to mention, mm-hmm. the last guy is not in the video, mm-hmm. Brutus. Just kidding. Mark Titus, come on. <laughs> yeah. That that made yeah. me upset. I wanted to see you in the video. But what I was thinking, and Kyle, you can help with this, I think we shoot your own tribute video for Coach Oh, Mata, I should do my— And you submit it to Ohio State, and then you put it on them. And put it, yeah. And I should do it, like, three months after the fact. Show the video. <laughs> show yeah. the tape. Show the, show the tape. Release, Release the, the tapes. tapes. <laughs> Release the tapes. Release the tapes. No, they, they didn't ask me to do one. But they shouldn't ask me to do one uh, because— I sucked. And I think this gets a lot like, I, I don't know. Pe- people like, I, I joke with them about how I get disrespected, but I also, I must be just an enormous nuisance to the Ohio State Athletic Department in general because, uh, yeah, like like people, I, I saw a lot of people tweeting at them like, well, Titus should have been in this. And um, the, the only thing I <laughs> wish I would, if I would have been in it, I would have said, uh, one guy had a great, great line for me. Uh, on the back of my book, Coach Modest quote was, of all the players I've coached in my career, Mark Titus is one of them. And the the one part of me that wishes I was in the video is not to stroke my own ego, but just to be able to use that line on him to be like, coach, just do something really serious and be like, coach, I want you to know of all the coaches I've ever had in my life, you were definitely one of them. And, and or at least like an the in remembrance yeah. of Club Trillion at the end. That's yeah. what I wanted. It's like, <laughs> yeah, make, yeah, yeah, make, it's like a picture of you with the towel on the bench. No, I should I shouldn't have been in it. I sucked. I wish I would have gone back for it because uh, I I just I'm an idiot and didn't really think about it. But um, yeah, I, I'm I, but the reason I asked you what your thoughts were first was because. Uh, I was worried that it might feel awkward for other people to like 
for me, it wasn't. It was, it was an awesome thing. But I thought like maybe an outsider would watch it and be like, "That's kind of weird. They fired him like last year, basically, and now he's back already. And they're hanging banners and Gene Smith's out there hugging him. And isn't that the man that just fired you, Thad? Don't you kind of not love this guy? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, um, it is an interesting thing. It kind of reminds me of uh, you know, like they built the statues for Nick Saban and Gary Patterson, mm-hmm. like TCU and Alabama statues, and then you walk by him and you're like, this guy's still our coach. Yeah, you know, like why is yeah. he in gold? It was definitely, it was definitely just a Chris Holtman is is good guy, great good guy. Coach. He's yeah. been great guy actually from yeah, day right. one. He has been adamant about like I'm not trying to erase Thad Mata's existence. I am not trying to even erase the culture that Thad Mata built here. I'm trying to just. Take the baton and run. Don't erase, just embrace. There you go, Coach Holtman. So uh, anyway, back to the team that actually won the game, Um, Syracuse. We we uh, uh, this didn't really surprise me that much. The Syracuse beat Ohio State. Ohio State um, beats Cincinnati, beats Creighton, and people got really excited about them. And as we should, it's better than losing. But I didn't think Ohio State was. We were probably slightly overrated just because Cincinnati and Creighton aren't aren't. You know, that's not a block. Those aren't blockbuster wins like they usually are. Let's be honest. The net rankings got to your head. They got to your head. You started thinking about it. You started trying to play flashy, trying to be the number one team in the country, and sometimes that happens. I think this will humble your guys, and they'll come back better for it. I believe in you, CJ. Believe in you, Coach. Yep. Yep. Let's go Bucks. Can we talk about something I actually was surprised about? Honestly, swear to God. And this is something. I do not say many nice things about the Terps on this program, especially Turgeon. Uh, I was very impressed with the atmosphere at Maryland. I don't know if it was because SVP was in the building, so they mm. knew they were going to be on ESPN. It's a rivalry game, right? Wasn't wasn't Virginia Maryland a rivalry back in the day? Yeah, back in like 2013. <laughs> you know, way back in the day, uh, back when they were in the ACC. It's crazy when you see the history too in this game. It's like these guys have played each other since like 1912, and now they don't mm. play each other anymore. It's up randomly in some stupid contest that we made up called the Big Ten ACC Challenge or the ACC Big Ten Challenge, depending on where you are regionally. But I thought in this game, they really showed out. And one of the things I always loved about Maryland is because, uh, like, Duke, any team that would go up to Maryland, they would just get harassed, mm-hmm. unlike anything you've ever seen. And you're just like, man, these people really care about this. And, like, Peter Rosenberg is one of those people. He made that video, like, this is why you suck, like, you know, about Duke. Oh, and yeah. That's one of the big things that I remember about Maryland. Back in the day on MySpace, you know what I mean? Kyle, you remember that MySpace thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, Maryland showed me something last night. I was like, this is the first time I feel like the turds got it right, you know. The turds are turning. He's making them work. He's got young guys that are working hard. And Virginia still, despite all that, despite the atmosphere, despite the comeback, just held on and showed some poise. And apparently it was the best offensive rating a team has had on Virginia since UMBC. Since you, yeah, which was like five games ago. Yeah, like <laughs> six games ago, something like that. But, uh, but I thought it was impressive. Virginia could have easily lost this game. The atmosphere was a place to lose. Right. And then Kyle Guy was Kyle Guy. And yeah. after the game... He was doing these interviews, and he had this little, like, smirk on his face. And I'm like, man, I didn't know Kyle Guy had this confidence. You know, I thought he had lost a little Dude, bit of it. of course he's confident. Well, I mean, it's hard to be confident when you got, like, young Jerome next to you. Just wet and just Kyle all Guy time. already got his. He was an All-American last year. He's got his All-American thing. He got yeah. engaged. He's, he's, he's good. Hunter, Jerome, and Kyle Guy, those three, that's something. Are good. That's something. They're very good. Virginia, Virginia is the DeAndre Ayton to Duke's uh, Luka Doncic. That's my I'll say that's this. my take. That, I think last year's team loses that game on the road at Maryland with yeah. the way Maryland played. I think that they are better this year with handling like a comeback like that. Like, like last year they would have got real tight. This year it just seemed like, okay, we gotta hit some threes. Ty Drum's like, let me hit this three real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, let's make some free throws at the end of the game. Easy. Virginia is uh it's it's it is kind of bizarre that nobody is talking about Virginia. And it's it makes it's sense. It's it good. makes total sense. 
They lost to UMBC. We're not trying to erase the past. That happened. Um, but yeah, they're they're yeah, they're a very very good. It team. is an interesting thing it. in media when people go out on a limb for teams like you know, let's say IE Northwestern, you know, a couple years ago, and then when they falter, yeah, they back away. Back to, but not you and I. But not you and I. We're no, doubling down. No. We think Virginia. In all seriousness, uh, Virginia. Uh, I, I've 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 been asked this by a few people. Uh, I actually just talked to cousin Sal. I saw him a couple days ago uh, walking around here, uh, and he he said, um, "What what's a team you what's a bet you like in uh, in college basketball?" And you, when we were in Vegas, I looked at the board and I saw Virginia is listed at like like the seventh or eighth best odds or whatever. Opened at thirty five to one. Yeah, yeah, they're at they're at ten to one now, mm-hmm. and I thought. I don't know. That seems pretty attractive to me. Like I feel like Virginia by the end of the year they're going to be they're going to be a one seed probably. Like the smart money says Virginia's probably going to be a one seed this year whether they win the ACC or not. Maybe Duke beats them, maybe I don't I don't know. But they're probably going to be a one seed. At the very worst they're probably going to be a two seed. So, um it, Virginia very much has the feel of Villanova pre-national title Villanova, right? That's not to say Virginia is going to win national titles. I'm not making any sort of guarantee whatsoever. I'm just reminding people that all the feelings you have about Virginia right in this moment, the feelings of I'm not buying into this team again, not after they choked that badly in the tournament last year, not after I've, we've been down this road before, et cetera, et cetera. You were all saying the exact same things about Villanova before Villanova won two titles in three years. That's all. And yeah. Virginia has a point guard now. Ty Jerome can just be a scorer for them. They play great defense. They talk on defense. Jack Salk has the size that you talked about we, that you mm. really need to have now. And, I mean, they've won eight of the last nine against Maryland. But one more note on Maryland. They're really – I think they're a contender in the Big Ten. We've been talking about who's going to win the Is Big Maryland Ten. Is Maryland in the Big Ten? Yes. No shit? When did uh, that happen? Like five years ago. Oh, my God. The worst. Wow. Come back, Maryland. That's crazy. Can we trade you? Who can we trade? Dude, in all seriousness, Maryland does not belong in the Big Ten. Yeah, who it do you want? It drives me nuts that they're in the you Big Ten. You want Miami? They don't want to be in the Big Ten. The Big Ten doesn't want them. Not that we don't like Maryland. It's just that like it doesn't feel right. They what know if, it doesn't, what it doesn't feel confer- right for anybody. What if commissioners start trading teams? That'd Please. be something. I like that. Please. Swafford and Delaney could get a deal done. Everyone, yeah, dude, we need, the, the Big Ten needs Louisville. <laughs> trade us Maryland for Louisville. Who says no? Yeah, you can have Louisville. Give us Louisville, Maryland, and mm-hmm. then uh, we want we want uh, we want Notre Dame too, and to get rid of Rutgers. And I want two protected twenty twenty one picks. Also, <laughs> and then we're gonna, I don't know what that means in college basketball, but I know it's something valuable. And then two games into the season, we're gonna de- we're gonna declare who won the trade. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, twelve hours after twelve hours, I'm gonna be on hoop type. I'm like, I lost this trade. <laughs> who won this trade? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I thought Under Armour was bringing in money for us. Speaking of Louisville, let's talk about this game, and then we'll we'll talk to Big Cat. If it, by the way, uh, I we, sh- we should have mentioned this at the time. I think we did that. Uh, we're going to talk to Big Cat about Duke and Wisconsin and some of those other games. So if you're wondering why we haven't talked about those yet, we're, we're getting those, those are the big second. games. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're saving that for him. Uh, but one more game I want to talk about before we get to that: uh, the Louisville game, uh, the game that you said you had no interest in, mm-hmm. just because it was it was a joke. Guys. It was a joke. It was classic reverse right. jinx. Louisville wins. Best in, game of the Louisville tournament. wins in overtime. Chris mm-hmm. Mack uh, gets his program win. As uh, we love program wins on this program, we're not exactly sure what program wins mean, um, but that was a program win mm-hmm. for sure. Chris Mack goes into the locker room; they're all jumping up and down. He still doesn't know the names of all of his players yet. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's like, "I love you guys." Ryan McMahon comes off the bench, scores twenty four points in twenty minutes. He's the guy that Dick Vitale recruited to Louisville. Yes, people forget that. Yes. that's a true story. <laughs> yes, Dick Vitale helping out. His Dick own Vitale coach. called. Rick Pitino was like, take this kid, and uh, now he's dropping 24 on Michigan State. Speaking of Coach Pitino, tweets out, awesome win last night for the Cards. Great, prepara- <laughs> <laughs> Great preparation by Chris, and I'm so proud of mm. Ryan McMahon. Yep. 
I like it. Coach Patino also put out there that Virginia is his number one team in the nation. Ooh. Still loves Virginia. Always has. I wish we could be like a Virginia. Is Rick Patino the first guy in the Sports. history of Twitter Sports. to tweet through it and succeed? He's like winning. It's, it's winning. It's yes. working. Yes. He's tweeting through it and it's working. How about this? He had Terry Rozier on his podcast. Next day, he hits a game winner against the Pelicans. It's working. My and, then, God. and then he quote tweets and says, be sure, to, be sure to check out the podcast, Petuitos. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you. Mm-hmm. Tweeting through it can work. He it coached work. him so well on the podcast that he hit a game winner. If scandal hits, just turn to Twitter and start just sending out your thoughts. Just spam the shit out of people's timelines, mm-hmm. and eventually they'll get annoyed by you, or they'll just it'll you're deflecting what the real problem was, and they'll forget about it. It's genius. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely genius. Uh, back to the game. I had I noticed this one thing. Um, Tom Izzo. We said at the start of the season that we felt like he was back. He was being a little testy in Big Ten media days. I felt like we've you know we've been over this. We don't need to rehash why we felt like Tom Izzo was back. Uh, another feather in the cap for Tom Izzo was this game. Even though they lost, we got a lot of shots of Tom Izzo doing his like patented yelling whisper at his players when he like pulls them to the side and he like sticks his face in their neck or their chest because he's mm-hmm. he's so short. He only comes up to like their you know, mm-hmm. and he gets his face in there and he's like yelling at them, but he's not like really loud. Mm-hmm. And and, and he's like he, a demanding vampire. And then he throws yeah. his arm around their shoulder and says, "But I love you." And then says, "Like mm-hmm. that." This was a, a a lot of that going on. Classic good coach, bad yeah. coach. Yeah. And that was that was vintage Izzo. Uh, I still stand by it. I think Michigan State's going to be good. I think they are. Tom Izzo is back, and he's going to be fine with this team. But uh, yeah, this is an interesting result to be sure. We all forget that these are kids, and they have to learn lessons. So a lot of these coaches that are savvy veteran coaches, they try to manufacture controversy, mm-hmm. and that is what Tom Izzo is the master at. You've talked about it plenty of times. You've written about it. Roy Williams is trying to do that with this team, or so I thought, and now I think it's just actual controversy. Mm-hmm. And now Bill Self, also trying to do that, hasn't quite worked out because he cannot lose, cannot figure out a way to lose with Gerald Vick. But Tom Izzo did it the right way. This is a this is a schedule loss. This is a, this is a road schedule loss. Something okay. we can learn from. Okay, you know what I mean. Same with Kansas. It's like opening the season. We don't know who we are yet. We're finding our identity. Mm-hmm. And now, like our team's been humbled properly. We got the nice ups. We got Vegas. Yep, won those games in Vegas. Tough tournament. A lot of good teams out there. Came away with a, you know a couple of big victories. Go down to Louisville, learn another lesson, humble ourselves, get ready for Big Ten play. Speaking of humbling Smart ourselves, stuff, should we apologize to Louisville fans for uh, the live show we did in Louisville and we basically just shit all over this this Louisville team? Not not the program. We know we, we knew Chris Mack was going to be good eventually, but we, we were making a ton of jokes about how Chris Mack is, like he finally met his players and he was like, oh shit, I've made a huge mistake. I should go back to Xavier. Mm-hmm. Um, we were making jokes like that. Mm-hmm. Do we do? Should we apologize to the Louisville people? No. No. <laughs> um, in, in the Mac race, though, the Mac McClung, Chris Mac race, mm. huge, huge Mac for Brown Chris Mac. at North Carolina. Mac Brown's in his own class. Okay. Mac McClung maybe can get in that class. Can we get the Mac power rankings? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, Khalil Mac. Khalil Mac. Having a great year. Great year. A lot of Macs out there. Dare I say, ooh, it's, it's, uh, it's as though uh, the Mac has returned. Wait. Oh, nice. Sh- oh, nice. Sh- oh, shoot. Wow. Wow. Nice. I messed that one up. Way to go. Um, yeah, Michigan State, Louisville, uh, 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 Louisville beat Michigan State. I don't twelve really thirteen for the free throw line. Ryan McMahon. All I know is Ryan McMahon walk on. Great story. It, it's crazy that like just removing Patino, the way that people talk about Louisville is so different with Chris Mack there. Yeah, Chris Mack, like his wholesome image, like it reflects into it. Like it, it's it, good. Yeah, yeah. It, it, everyone talks about them in a totally different way. Not that you know they had a title strip. Not that they had strippers at that beautiful, beautiful facility we saw down in Louisville, Kentucky. 
but that they have a walk-on starring for them, winning big games against Michigan State. Uh, Louisville, Way to go, Chris they Mack. Also, they, lo- they lose out on Jeff Brom, and then Chris Mack's like, we don't need Jeff Brom. I got this shit. We're all good. And it's the power of college basketball. Michigan, same thing. They, they get absolutely destroyed by Ohio State, ripped to shreds, the, sets the football program back another 100 years. I, I think we're uh, like back to the 1700s at this point with that program. And then the basketball program comes around and is like, we got you, fam. And that's the that's the joy of college basketball. That's the best part about this time of year. How much did Purdue give on that day for Prom Tuesday? Oh, the Purdue Day of Giving next year. Someone mm. someone check the books on that one. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord, the checkbooks. Yeah, holy hell, that's going to be insane. All right, let's uh, call Big Cat now. We will talk to him about some stuff. Uh, we 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 had to get him on the phone to talk about Buzzcut Brad taking five charges. That's basically how this came about. Was that we were watching the Wisconsin game. Buzzcut Brad takes five charges. It is the story in college basketball. And I was like, I have to get a Wisconsin fan's opinion on this. So mm-hmm. I reached out to Big Cat. He said he'd come on. Uh, we talked to them. So we're going to we're gonna have a conversation with him. And then uh, whatever we don't get to with Big Cat, we'll talk about the rest of the stuff in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. But here is our discussion with the one and only Big Cat. Sports. All right, on the phone is a good friend of ours, uh, host of a podcast called Pardon My Take, I believe is the title of the podcast. Uh, check that out if you're into that sort of thing. Um, Big Cat is on the phone. Big Cat, how is, first of all, how is New York City, the weather out there? Because Tate and I were on the beach. We got in a little late today. We spent a little too much time on the beach before we came in. We were playing some sand volleyball and mm-hmm. uh, just hanging out in the sun. Um, how's the weather over there? Listen, that's fine. I'm sure the weather's nicer in L.A. Actually, I know for a fact. I was out there for 14 hours on Wednesday. New York City's terrible. It's a uh, pile of trash. It smells mm. horrendous. The weather stinks. <laughs> People are mean. <laughs> Everything about it is terrible. But, but, you guys joked about going to the beach. I have no doubt in my mind you did go to the beach. And I can also guarantee that when you're, you know, around your offices and and talking with everyone, you guys all have soft brains because you're out on the West Coast. It's a different world out there. It's always nice and sunny. You're not living, you're not staying up till one in the morning and trying to watch uh, different basketball games or football games. You guys have the easy life, and I can tell you've lost your edge. I feel like this is the start of ESPN Sports Center coast to coast, where it's just like both sides talking shit to each other about the other coast, and they're like, "All right, let's get into sports." Let's, yeah, let's, let's get back into it. <laughs> You're uh, not wrong, by the way, dude. Dude, we tried to. I, we already, we already talked about this on the pod earlier, but we were trying to watch basketball games the other day, and none of the bar there were bars showing tennis and like Anaheim Ducks hockey, and we were trying to get them to change it to college basketball, and they're like, "They play college sports." We're very confused by that. I, yeah, I I was on Twitter. At, you know, sitting on my plane going back from L.A. to New York at, at 9.30 at night, and people started just attacking me. I was like, what's going on right now? I was like, oh, yeah, no one's up on the East Coast or Central time zone. And I, I was like, why is everyone so grumpy? And they're like, yeah, we don't have any sports left. So we just kind of just <laughs> chill on Twitter and then go to bed. Yeah. I don't. I like I would I don't know what you do when you have to like go to a bar at nine o'clock on a Friday night and have to talk to people and not watch whatever, <laughs> you know, Mac game is on or even the Ivy League playing hoops. And you have to actually converse with other human beings. It's a weird world out there, but you guys, I'm sure you enjoy it. You mentioned being on a plane uh, looking at your phone. Is that like the first time that you pull out your phone when you're in L.A.? Because that's usually when we get the text. You're like, man, just just heading yeah. out. Had a nice yeah. had a nice 24 Appreciate hours that. in Los Angeles. Sorry, fellas. I, I, <laughs> I'll hit you when I'm back in New York. Traffic was terrible. Couldn't, <laughs> yeah. get, to where, couldn't get to where you guys live. We're like, Big Cat, we didn't tell you okay. where we live. And he goes, it doesn't matter. Couldn't get just, there. <laughs> just got done hanging out at Goff's house. Uh, got to fly back real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a big believer in this theory, and uh, I think it might. I, th- I think they didn't even a curb about it. Uh, but if you, if I go to someone else's city, it, I text all the people that I know in that city, 
and I'm never, I never ask them to hang out or anything. I just say, hey, I'm around <laughs> because if I bump into you, it will be a very awkward experience. Yeah. Like if I bump in, I know it's a one in a billion chance I'm going to bump into you in LA, but I like, I texted Rastillo as well. I was like, hey, I'll be here from, from like midnight on Tuesday till 9 p.m. on Wednesday. If I bump into you, that is why. Because otherwise, you're going to be like, whoa, what is he doing? Like, why is he here? Is there something up? Some weird things are going on. So I I was doing the gracious thing there and making sure. By the way, can I swear on this podcast? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I was doing the gracious thing. So you guys are just fuckheads because you always like, oh, come <laughs> hang out with me. Yeah. We didn't hear that That's last probably, part. Yeah. I think we, yeah. we we couldn't quite hear you there on on our end. Uh, but, okay. But I'm okay. sure. You, but I'm sure you said okay. something very sweet. And nice. uh, let's get to the point. Um, we we wanted you to come on the pod. Uh, because of of one man really. Yes. Uh, he is a man that we have the son of canonized David. on this podcast. Yes. Uh, as Buzzcut Brad, he is a Wisconsin Badger. You are kind of the face of it's you and Andy North basically are the face of Wisconsin sports in the the celebrity sphere right like it's you two mm-hmm. uh, and aaron Rodgers, kind of when he wants to be when he when he i don't know when he no. yeah no. yeah <laughs> when they have a final four team. yeah right yeah, right yeah final four he'll show up and and, and yeah. high five sam decker and be like i was always a wisconsin fan um so brad davison took college basketball by storm by taking five charges uh and he's got basically sports media is losing its mind that this is allowed that this is something that some people say is a good thing. Uh, defend your boy is is basically the, the premise of this appearance from Big Cat. Defend your boy. Okay, so Brad Davidson could not be more perfect. To, like as a Wisconsin Badger, he was built in a Bo Ryan factory, and right down to the fact that he's not even from Wisconsin; he's from Minnesota. And I'm mm. pretty sure he was like a great high school quarterback or some some ridiculous thing. Yeah, like they that. don't talk about that's, that on that's, TV ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is like the point one. If you got to be a good Wisconsin uh, Badger basketball player, you have to be from like a Chicago suburb, uh, Iowa, or or Minnesota. And maybe it would be help if you were like Mister Iowa or Mister Minnesota in basketball, and you went to Wisconsin. But he is so perfect, and it's been tough. It's been a tough year and a half here. Even last year, like he, you know, he was uh, essentially Ethan half was going through, you know, whatever. He he wasn't the Ethan half we kind of expected last year. Even last year when Brad Davison had, I think it was eight times that he, uh, his shoulder popped out and he just kept on coming back and playing. You're like, there's no way this is either one healthy two like he's good enough to play with a dislocated shoulder or three real or three. There's no way this is a real thing that's happening. He's faking it. Is that what you mean? (laughs) Right. Right. Well, no, no, don't start that. Don't start that. Let me come on. Don't start that. Uh, but he is so perfect for Wisconsin basketball, and you got to understand something. There's, there is like pre 2015 Wisconsin basketball and post 2015 Wisconsin basketball, and what I mean by that is Bo Ryan's pre- affair. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 we don't talk about that either. Jeez. Why did Sad Mata get uh, fired? By the way, uh, because his foot stopped working. That was work. a strange decision. Yeah, that was a strange. Yeah, decision. Okay. okay. Let me get back to my point. Let me get back to my point. Uh, Pre-2015 Wisconsin basketball, it was always like, you know, they might catch lightning in a bottle and might all come together. And obviously the 2014 Final Four, 2015 Final Four, that second half against Duke when Coach K paid off the refs, mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. ripped my heart out. I haven't had a heart beating in my chest since. And I've basically been like void of feeling. And then you had in like the Florida buzzer beater, Madison Square Garden. So to get Brad Davison 
to almost restore that feeling of, oh, yeah, this is Wisconsin basketball. We take charges. We go all the way down to the shot clock. We play great defense. And we beat teams 50 to 47. And everyone, everyone hates us in the country. It feels good to be hated for all the wrong reasons because we play all the right way. I think they call taking five charges in a game whitening in a bottle. I think I think that's what the the term is, and I think that's that's like that. that, that's it, been blowing up. It's made that much better by Ethan Happ's existence as well, who is also yeah. a great Wisconsin player. And it, I'm curious your thoughts on this guy because obviously you're going to love him. But uh, what's it like cheering for a man who is is obviously a great player, uh, deserves all the accolades he gets, but at the same time can can literally not shoot a basketball outside of the paint? And it's it's one of the most baffling things in the world to watch. It really is. It's, uh, you would think that someone who's so smooth, because when he gets in the post, he's so smooth and he has a million different moves, would be able to shoot, and he just can't. But that's, he also is a long line of guys. You know, like the, the Brad Davison is they just the, can't. Uh, Joe Krabenhoff. Yeah. He's a Joe Krabenhoff like, mold. The, the, the Ethan Hat mold is like the John Lohr, Greg Steensma, Brian Bush. Even Brian Bush could shoot a little. But Ooh, these yeah. guys, uh, forever, uh, Jason Chapel. Tate's over there. Tate's over there googling right now. By the way, <laughs> He's like, I'm just yeah. these guys? Uh, Brian Butch is the only one. I'm like, okay, remember him? Yep, got it, got it. Okay. McDonald's All American. Oh yes, McDonald's All American. Yes. But it's like a long line of these guys who kind of are all the same player, and you White. can count on them in the same way. Yes. And Ethan Happ is similar to that. Do you think that they have bad in their name because that's just they're going to win? Like they they put the bad in Badgers. This is how they have to play to win. They have to play defense like this. They have to take the charges. They have to get excited about it. Because I've never seen a fan base love it so much. I mean, it is you have to have an identity in college basketball, and you guys have that identity. Mm-hmm. NC State was shook by here's, the whole place. Yeah, here's what I don't understand. You guys, I listen. I listen to your podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I don't sure. Want you yeah, get your sure. ego up there. I listen mostly because I want to see how much you rip off ours. But mm-hmm. um, yes, good. that's a good check. Hey, to be fair, I don't I, listen, Big Cat. You know that. You know yeah. that. Out of fairness yeah, to yeah. you, because I don't want to rip. Big you Cat, off. I can't thank you enough for inventing the concept of mixing comedy and sports together when you mm-hmm. invented that in You're 2016 uh, and, and pioneered it for all of us. We appreciate yeah. that so much. And recording, recording, <laughs> recording. Yeah. We we invented podcasts as well. We were the first people ever. <laughs> To a podcast, but I, I learned, learned from Jim Rome. I, yeah, I remember when you guys went to, after the tournament, uh, or after the first round, when you guys did the whole podcast, being like, "This is so sad for Virginia. We want Virginia to do well." Blah 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 <laughs> for Virginia. Mm-hmm. So why is there love for Virginia and hate for Wisconsin? I don't understand that. Uh, because Virginia. Virginia's good. <laughs> That's no, they are. They're, they're not. No, they're not. Because they're they're the same. Um. So I, I actually I actually don't mind Wisconsin. I don't I I, I love Buzzcut. I I think it's hilarious. I think Wisconsin. The problem is that it's like funnier to me. The, this specific Wisconsin. I like the Wisconsin teams of old. It's the. It, I mean, are you talking like the the, the culturally Wisconsin? Or are you talking about this specific team or cheese? I I guess this. This team is like the extreme version of Wisconsin basketball, <laughs> but it's just so funny to me because I listen. I'm a very, I think I'm a very self-aware uh, alumni from from you know the University of Wisconsin. I know how we play the most boring basketball. We play the most boring football. We're never going to win anything. We're never going to win a national championship. That that has been ripped out of my. I'm inspired. In cheating ways, right? So what can you have is you know. We can we can be the annoying pest. 
we can win Big Ten titles in both of the sports, and everyone's like, oh, that's not real. They, like, they played no one. They did this. I love that aspect of Wisconsin athletics. So this team is going to piss so many people off. And they'll probably beat like they'll probably beat Michigan or something. They'll be like, "That's oh, they ruined the Big Ten. This is terrible." And I'm going to love it. I'm going to enjoy every second of it. And you guys can go and cry and do your whole thing, and I'll enjoy it. So in that same vein, so most schools they want to have a player that gets called like a freak or like a monster or like a superstar or you know a diaper dandy or whatever it may be. So what is the number one thing you want to be called as a Wisconsin basketball player? Pesky glue guy, glue guy, hustler, definitely guy. coach's son. Yeah. Yeah, gritty glue uh, guy. Uh, it, I mean, they're, they're all those things. I think it, whatever adjective you want, that that like this guy's not good at basketball, but <laughs> yeah. beat you. I think I have a they hit shot. Yeah. I have an answer for you to your, your Virginia question. I think I think this is the answer that Virginia. Uh, I'm trying to actually make sense of all this for you. Um, I think Virginia. Their product is exactly what they're trying to do, and Wisconsin. There's a feeling with this specific team again, like the 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 Wisconsin teams of old that were were running everyone in the Big Ten. They were doing it on purpose. But I think like the the Brad Davison and the Ethan Happ and that whole vibe of this team, it feels like they know they're not great, so they're trying to figure out a way to still win, and it almost feels like they're cheating. Yeah, catch white. I'm not saying I feel this way. I'm mm-hmm. saying this is what America feels: is that they're like they're trying to figure out like loopholes and ways to cheat. Whereas Virginia goes into every game and they're like, this is who we are. This is what we're trying to do every game, no matter who we're playing. We're not trying to pull a fast one on anyone. We're trying to just be Virginia. Pull a slow one. Yeah, we're trying to pull a slow one. Mm -hmm. And Wisconsin's like, we're going to try to compete with these guys. Oh, shit, we can't. What if I just fell over a bunch? And what if I pump faked and did a reverse layup a bunch and drew fouls? And what if that's how we played this time? Because we're obviously not going to win. I think that's, (laughs) that's, that's how I make sense of it. I buy that. And I also know the aspect, like, because, you know, I have eyes. I have a brain. When when Wisconsin goes and plays, what was it, Kate, like three years ago when we played UNC in the tournament? Yeah, Sweet 16. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, man, there's no way that Wisconsin win this game. And they win that game. And so there's all these times when we come up against more athletic, way more talented teams, and everyone says there's no chance that Wisconsin can win this game. And then we win it, and everyone, I think you're right. They feel a little cheated because, like, this isn't how basketball is supposed to work. And Wisconsin somehow has this, like, cheat code to, like, crack. They crack the matrix every now and then and beat teams where you're like, wait, if you if you walked in and did, like, a, a pickup game, and you're like, how is this possible? Like, no one on this team, like, can shoot, can dunk, can do anything that you're supposed <laughs> to do to play basketball except take a charge, and everyone on this team is going to play in the NBA. How does that make sense? But that's why I mean that's why I saw Sam Decker was such a like a boy wonder from Sheboygan, you know? He was perfect. It was like yeah. the first time that I saw well, like that, an athletic player shooting threes, broke. like looked like he was gonna go to the NBA. Bo, Bo Ryan Kaminsky couldn't figure too. it out. It took yeah. Bo Ryan so long to figure out what the hell to do with Kaminsky and Decker because he's like, Holy shit, I actually got like super talented guys on the same team. That can at get the same their own time. shot. Yeah. This is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, uh, that's that's a good point. Sam Decker, he's actually he's become a friend of mine and uh he mm, knows oh, cool. that good for you. championship game. No, Hans, let me tell you a story. Jesus Christ, I'm going to try to entertain your audience for once. That champion, by the way, how many how many? Thank you, Big Cat. We, I, we get, need that. Thank you. How I appreciate many, it. How many tweets are we going to get being like, oh, these guys really hate each other? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're going at each other. Ringer no, versus Barstool. Yeah, yeah. There it is we're again. friends, but whatever. Uh, but Sam Decker, <laughs> I, I was convinced that he got concussed in the semifinal game in 2015 because if you remember, he I think he airballed his first two three-pointers in the final mm-hmm. against Duke. Mm-hmm. And he's 
he told me that he didn't get concussed, but I have told him so many times he did get concussed that I think he's now convinced himself he also got concussed. Like, we would have won if I didn't get concussed, and I just put that in his head. So but that is another aspect on that entire Duke championship. Well, speaking of Duke, um, that's the other reason I wanted to have you on, was to talk about this Duke team. Uh, because you, you and Tay, and really the three of us together, I think you put us three together. We are uh, we, we just got a, a sampling from you, but um, the three of us together, I think, are the best Duke conspiracy theory guys in the world that we can always come uh-huh. up with a conspiracy theory for anything. Uh, but so I, I wanted to have you on to talk Duke a little bit. But with that, I guess transitioning from Wisconsin to Duke, how does it make you feel that that Wisconsin has basically taken over? the Duke vibe, uh, like the reason everyone hated Duke now applies to Wisconsin with Brad Davis and drawing charges. And now Duke has like a team that's almost impossible to hate because Zion Williamson is like the most fun in the world. And everyone seems to love this Duke team. And Brad Davison is the new Duke player. I would go so far as to say they're impossible to hate. They're, I can still very much hate this Duke team. And uh, I listen, I'm, you, you said I'm a conspiracy theory guy. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I'm just saying that Wisconsin had two fouls in the first half in 2015. They, I think they called, called for 11 in the second half. Whatever. Either way, <laughs> let's move on. Classic. Uh, yeah. Duke, it, it is. The problem with Duke this year, you, you, kind of, you, you're, you're, you are kind of right that you get caught in a moment. I watched Duke this year, and I get caught like watching them and being wowed by how good they are and how good Zion is and, and how, you know, like all this talent they have. And you almost like escape from the fact that you're supposed to hate Duke. And then you have to step back and be like, wait, hold on. I hate these guys. Stop. Yeah. Like stop, stop, stop. So that's the problem with Duke this year. Tate doesn't even hate him. Tate will just hourly say, like, I can't hate these guys. Well, it's the Nolan Smith rule. All you have to do when you feel like you're enjoying Duke basketball is just look at the bench and you see Nolan Smith and John Shire and Coach K and then Chris Carrawell and Nate James, and you say, okay, fell my home base here. Here's where I can send my hate right there, stare at those guys, and then go from there. The thing that's interesting about Duke this year especially is that Coach K, he's like a second late to every response. So, like, after the Maui game, he really doesn't say anything explicitly about the RJ situation. And then they blow out Indiana, and he goes to the post game. He's like, right. cut it out. Cut it out. These are my kids. Cut it out. Yeah. You know, they're 19 years old. He pulls the whole thing. You know what I mean? And it's, like, always a day late. You know, like, when we, when we asked about the uh, – everyone asked about the FBI stuff. Co- he doesn't say shit. And then, like – I, he must he must know that we're going Coach at K, him, and then he comes back and goes at people's throats. Yeah. But it, but it's always like a degree late, so it doesn't get the same. He begs headlines. everyone. He's begging everyone to not put too much pressure on these kids while also signing deals with ESPN yes. to show their behind the scenes mm-hmm. practices. And also, he puts their tour to Canada on on ESPN as well. But also, like, why is everyone so interested in my team? Just back off, jeez. I don't I don't understand what the big deal is. Yeah, why are you guys jeez. all here? My goodness, jeez. we're just trying to play basketball. Let these kids live yeah. a little. Bit. He's like he's like Steven in that respect. And I again, not a conspiracy uh, theory guy, just a fact guy. But Alabama, Duke, probably the two most successful schools in their respective sports in the last decade. They also are the two schools that seem to get a documentary every other hmm. year that ends up getting them all the top recruits. Huh. Weird. Speaking of the top hmm. recruits uh, and Zion Williamson, uh, we're, we're kind of, we, we, we should have started with this, to be honest with you. Um, the, the question is simple, Big Cat. You are a man who famously, your brand has almost become your fluctuating weight. Your, your nickname is literally Big Cat. Uh, so you, you, to me, feel more qualified to answer this than anyone. Is Zion Williamson, in your estimation, a fat man? 
Not a fat man. I guess okay. I should say, is he a fat basketball player? That's the mm. real. I, I need to qualify that because people get really upset. They're like, that kid, if that guy's fat, then I wouldn't mind. It's like we're, we're talking about basketball players here. We're talking about tip-top shape, those sorts of guys. What do fat guys get? Cramps. What did Zion get? Cramps. Oh, interesting. That's okay. the newest revelation. Your thoughts. Mm. Your thoughts. Okay. I do think he's, he, we can all agree that he's thick. That he's very thick. Probably yeah. four C's thick. <laughs> I, as someone, as, like you said, I think you just got well. I do fluctuate weight. Like if I have, you know, if I eat pizza all weekend, I will be 20 pounds heavier. If I, you know, drink a smoothie on Monday morning, I will be 10 pounds lighter. It makes no sense. It's called constipation. But, yeah, probably constipation. I do it, Zion List is one of those perfect cases of like he's not fat, but he's one long weekend away from <laughs> Yes. You know what I mean? Totally agree. So I, yeah. yeah. And so and what happens is you it 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 flies very quick. So I wasn't fat. And then the Chicago Blackhawks won the the Stanley Cup in two thousand thirteen and I had like a long week and I haven't recovered since. <laughs> so like, it can happen like that overnight, and you just never get back on track. It's been five years. I haven't been able to get back on track. So I think if you were looking to draft him, you got to make sure that he stays on track because it can slide that quick. Okay. And let's be honest. What's coming up? We're all going to get fat when we go home for Christmas. Zion's going to go yeah. back to mm-hmm. South Carolina. He's going to get some nice home cooking. He's going to be at home. Not going to have Coach K around. That's 10 to 15 pounds at the least. So starting out right. ACC play in January, he's going to be definitely fat, but he's going to have to work himself. What back happens if God forbid he gets hurt and he's he can't you know he he breaks his ankle or something and he's out for a while and he can't exercise really? That's that's going to be bad news. Yeah, that's going to be bad news. You know, I'm going to predict this right now. I'm going to call my shot. What, what's going to happen is Zion Williamson will get drafted number one overall by the Chicago Bulls. Then he will go probably to Vegas or somewhere to enjoy himself. Be like, hey, I'm a millionaire. Party mm. for maybe even 48 hours, and then there'll be a picture of him, you know, like the internet pictures where it comes out. Like, the Eddie oh Lacy, my God, the Eddie guy. Lacy angle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Eddie Lacy. Everyone's like, this guy's really fat. It's like, no, man, you don't understand how it works. He just had like two nights of drinking, and he might have had a little Taco Bell at four in the morning. Yeah. That's all it takes for guys with his frame. It's Ezekiel Elliott. That's what happened last year going into the season when he had his four-game suspension. He was like, yeah, I'm out for these games. I'm going to party. It's like, yeah, I'm going to have a pot <laughs> right. belly for these four weeks, and then guess what? I'm going to run my ass I'll off for three yeah. weeks, and it'll work out. All right. Right. I feel So I, I saw Dan Patrick said this on his uh, his radio show. He said he's not fat. You're now saying he's not fat. Who else weighed in? J- Jeff Jeff Goodman said he's not fat. We're trying to we're just trying to get the, the sampling of sports media. I feel like we're reaching a consensus here, Tate. That that most people think he's not fat. But you're you're the closest I think that's been willing to, to to definitively say he's fat, even though you didn't. You literally said he's not fat. But yeah, no, he, yours, he yours is, makes the most is, sense though. He is, yeah, he is. He's pre fat like, at all times. Yeah, he, at all times he is a. Split second away from being fat. <laughs> Big Cat, the real thing that you have to do is you have to go to the press conference with Coach K when they play some, maybe like they play Boston College at home. And there, there's not as much media there. Obviously, it is like an international phenomenon now every time they play. But if you go there and ask Coach K the question, I think uh, he would answer it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Because it's not like it you're should. fat shaming. You're just so like. what you did to Patino. And, Zion yeah. is the voice of our people. We love him. What do you have to say about that? And then Coach K, you know, would just say, cut it out. When, when are you having I, when are you having Patino on the pod? By the way, yeah, for sure, he's back. We need, yeah, I mean, we need Patino on the uh, on the podcast. But 
I still, you brought it up, the, the, uh, so for people who don't know, PFD, my co-host and I, uh, we went and Hank, our producer, we went to Rick Pacino's, uh, press conference to say he wasn't guilty at a high priced law firm in Manhattan because every time you want to do a press conference saying you're not guilty, you do it at your lawyer's, uh, office. <laughs> yeah, cl- yes. Standard, standard we protocol. Somehow, we somehow snuck in and asked him very veiled questions. Uh, about his past, I think Pifty asked him, uh, shot himself in the foot. What I mm. can't remember what I asked, but they were premature, those, premature those, judgment. Yeah. You said something about that. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. a premature. Yeah, yeah, yeah I asked him if it was premature judgment, and uh, we, you know, people need to give a little more time, or if he just, uh, you know, she was just so mm. hot that that's why it was premature judgment. You know, uh, yeah. but did he feel he, satisfied he, with he, the decision? <laughs> yeah, right, right. He, yeah, it, it's not, it's not. You know, this doesn't normally happen. It's just you're so attractive, that kind of thing. So. The, it, we walked out of there, and I, I've never been more scared in my life. Like I feel like Rick Pitino, if he if he wanted to, he could like just point us like, who are those two guys? Snap his finger, and we'd just never be hurt here. You know, no one would hear from us ever again. Mm-hmm. You'd see Lombardi at Westgate May. He's just walking around. It's like, oh, big kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see yeah. the Vincent chair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Rick what a guy! What a guy! Hey, you gamble a lot too. Um, are, are you gambling on any college basketball? Or do you wait till football's over? No, I gamble on all the college. I'll tell you guys this, and I'm sure you have some listeners who who know this. But this week, the third, you know, the Thanksgiving week, where all the tournaments are happening, and you're <laughs> betting on games, you don't even know like where the games are. That's my dog Stella barking in the background. You don't know where the games are. They're playing in, you know. A, a random ballroom in Barbados or whatnot. I lose so much money every single year in that one week just because I want to gamble on college basketball. I have no idea. And then what's worse is I I use that week to make all my judgments going forward, and it ruins <laughs> me for the rest of the season. So it's like I, I, I have like decided, you know what I mean? Like Villanova is the worst team in the country in my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're, so you're just out on Villanova again. Um, Out on them. They lost okay. to Furman. I like can't believe it. I, and I think I bet on them against Michigan. Michigan, conversely, is the best team in the country. Like Michigan will not lose another game this year just because I bet on them in the third week of you know November. So who else? So Vill- Villanova, uh, you're out. Michigan, you're in. Um, who who else is? I don't really gamble, so I don't know. It, are are there teams that are like covering that aren't winning that we don't know of? Because uh, yeah, make, yeah, yeah. Furman, UNC stinks. Sorry, sorry, Kate. UNC stinks. No worries. I know. Um, they got killed by Michigan. That was terrible. Kentucky stinks. I bet on them like an idiot against Duke you know, in Kentucky, that first game of the season. Kentucky has the second best odds. When we were in Vegas last week, they uh, the, all the boards say it's uh, they have the second best odds to win the national championship. I, I I was like trying to figure out how to bet against them to win the net. Like, is, is there a way I can do that? And now Gonzaga's like, no. there. They yeah. took Gonzaga, oh, really? Gonzaga leapfrogged them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Gonzaga's a good team. I had them against two. So you guys agree though, Kentucky stinks, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That. I've watched one game. I think they. I think I watched. I watched the Duke game, and then the second game they played, they were like tied with some well, terrible team in the first half, and I was like, "Yep, that's it, Kentucky, pack it in." This team's thing. I think what's going to happen is Cal. Uh, this might be by design. I don't really know. Um, I think what's going to end up happening is we've all we're all going to swear off Kentucky because I I have to. I probably won't watch another Kentucky game until conference play starts because the SEC is pretty good and there'll be a, a few good games that they'll be playing. Um, and then or I'll, I'll watch the Louisville game. I'm sure. But anyway, we're literally going to North Carolina, Kentucky. Oh in yeah, Chicago. Kentucky's got like a ton of good, great games. December 21st, we will be at that game. I'll, I'll watch a lot of. Kentucky I will games. watch that game. But uh, the point is. Um, 
I think people are going to swear Kentucky off, and then they're suddenly you're going to look up in February, and Kentucky's going to be good, and you're like, how the hell did that happen? And yeah. Cal's, Cal's just going to shrug his shoulders and be like, I don't know, I'm still working on these kids. We're still, they're still, yeah. you know, these we're talking about freshmen here. They're, these kids are freshmen, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's and he's going to do that whole thing, and they'll actually yeah, be a good team. Yeah, this is the hardest. This is the hardest job I've ever had. Yeah. With this, with this group of guys, yeah. Where, you know, they're, they're coming together, and I'm so proud of myself. He'll probably say that. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah. And, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I well, agree. So Kentucky will be heard from again. You know that there's been some uh, some rumblings and rumors with Cal that uh, that he can't recruit like he used to, Big Cat. He needs to have a number two guy in there to go against Penny Hardaway. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, Ooh. you could be the number two guy. You're the big cat. Get him Ooh, to there go, you go play with the Wildcats. You are the big cat. You're just yeah. like a recruiter. All you do is PR for Cal. You just go out there. You do the podcast with him. Hey, and I think you can help him out. In all seriousness, do you I think, don't hate that. Do you, think you the, do you think the Big Ten's problem, my theory is why the Big Ten hasn't won a national title since 2000, is that we don't cheat. And you think about all the best coaches in the Big Ten, and they've all been squeaky clean. And that's that's been my theory. And I, every time I bring it up to Tate, he just starts laughing and says, we don't either at North Carolina where we have fake classes. And uh, I think this is a problem. Mm-hmm. I think the Big Ten needs more uh, uh, bag dropping going on as a conference. And okay. then we'll finally win so national we- titles. Are we just pretending that whole? Remember, like, didn't Indiana? Are we just saying that all didn't happen? What, what the, the the Kelvin Sampson phone call thing? Kelvin Sampson, yeah, well, yeah, the Kelvin. Sampson I mean, that, so what Kelvin Sampson did? This is this is true. What Kelvin Sampson did is now legal. It was like he basically oh. he made like five more phone calls than you're allowed to, and, and then the NCAA oh. was like, "Oh, that was a stupid rule. We should change the rule." It's like selling weed yeah. in 2005. Okay. So yeah. it wasn't really like that yeah, big. Okay, of a deal. all right, yeah. all right. So that's fine. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I I think we do probably need to cheat more. I also, I, the part of the reason why Michigan's in my teams that are good thing is that in the beginning of the season, you have to, you know this, uh, Titus, as, as a Big Ten fan, you have to talk yourself into, like, ooh, the Big Ten's pretty deep this year, just so you can right. get that narrative out there right. and get people being <laughs> like, oh yeah, Indiana, pretty scrappy, Purdue's good. Not Wisconsin's necessarily back, strong at Michigan the top, State. but yeah. <laughs> right, right, and then we'll get to the tournament, and Michigan State will lose in the first round as a two-seed, and you'll be like, God damn it, not again. <laughs> It's very yeah, true. That's pretty much it. It's very true. Um, all right, I have, two, all right. I have two more teams for you. I okay. have uh, so I don't even know if this is. I, I actually just looked it up because I think they actually score points now. But I bet the Tennessee Georgia Tech game. I hate when teams don't do the thing that the coach before or even two coaches before do. And so mm. I always just assume Tennessee scores a lot because Bruce Pearl scores a lot. And the fact that they switch that up. Like Oregon football. If Oregon football starts, you know, playing like Big Ten football, like running the ball all the time, yeah. it will just mess me up forever. I got so you. So I just use that. I learned all my knowledge, like, you know, 10 years ago, and anything that changes, I can't keep – it takes me like five years to catch up. That makes sense. Yeah. Wayne Chisholm so, is not on Tennessee, Tennessee anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Tennessee uh, – We wish he was. Yeah. Tennessee yeah, is good though. Tennessee exactly. Tennessee is actually a very very good team. Uh they just play yeah, they they do they play like Big Ten basketball really. Yeah, they play defense. They play defense <laughs> and physical and yeah. Right. Yeah, and they got a good it's like their best up. player is a big guy and he just kind of is a bruiser without a position and it's basically right. two two guys that are 3 4 mids that play like 4 or 5 guys yeah. that they just feed yeah. the ball to that are like 6 8 right. Grant Williams and Schofield, yeah. Yeah, so it's not fair. That, not I not a team to bet that. on. We bet on them no, in Vegas, actually, and uh, that was a mistake. It just drives me insane when teams do that to you. But like, hey. come on, man. I, I, like, I, the thing I could count on, like Indiana, they, I think they still play up-tempo for the most part. But they, oh, I thought you were going to say you could count on them to lose. 
I thought that's what you were going to say. No, well, yeah, oh, okay. that too. But, yeah. like, Indiana, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, they're going to just shoot the ball right away. This will be great. Tom Crean, like, this is awesome. It's uh-huh. going to take me a few years if they stop doing it. How do you feel, speaking of Tom Crean, how do you feel that your, <laughs> your part of my take is responsible for the Crean-assance that happened uh, mm. over the course of, like, a year and a half where he was the biggest meme on the internet and then suddenly he was cool and then he gets hired by ESPN and I actually, like, fell in love with him as a broadcaster. And I wish he just would have stuck with that because I thought he was awesome when he was calling games. He was like Tony Roma. He's, he's calling out plays before they're happening. He's got a little charisma. Um, I really liked him. And then uh, I wanted him to get the UConn job, but he, but Dan Hurley got it because he clapped his way into that. And then he ended up at Georgia. But, uh, yeah, you're, like, kind of responsible for this. You know this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love Tom Crean, and credit to him because the first time that we ever uh, interviewed him, it was actually – uh, Dan Dockage, your boy Titus. Oh yeah, I love Dan Dockage. Dockage. Gave me his, gave me his number. Congrats to I, Steve Prom on going to Louisville. By the way, speaking of Dockage. Jeff Prom, <laughs> Jeff Prom, Steve Prom is doing Jeff a great Brom. job at Iowa State. Yeah, Jeff Prom. So he he gave me his number, and I texted Tom Green out of the blue. And was like, hey, uh, you know, this, here's who I am. We'd love to interview you. He's like, okay, cool. And we showed up. This was after he was fired in Indiana. He was still living in Bloomington. We showed up with our terrible uh band that's very creepy and weird and we're like hey meet us in this parking lot he hopped in the van <laughs> he hung out with us for an hour telling us stories and we're like okay yeah so never meet the people that you meme on the internet because you might actually like them you might like him, yeah. and uh yeah he, he's the best tom Crean is the best he's i love him i'll be a tom Crean fan and, and loyalist for forever so i hope he does well at george think about that unemployment experience for tom Crean. you get fired and then the first thing you do is get in a van with two guys who are like <laughs> kind of subtly making fun of you in front of your face he's like man this is crazy what a time uh, um right all right we, we, we will let you go uh we appreciate you coming on uh come we, back big cat we need yeah, you we, Grant, we gotta have Grant's you back on for, yeah. for big 10 stuff um yeah, yeah. We, we uh in the meantime Tate and I are are figuring out a way. Can you can we use you to use your connections to get us in the NBA Celebrity All Star Game? And why why can't you play with us? Why can't you and Pete? I want to be in it. Like yeah yeah. Call Sam us. Decker. Why can't we get a starting five of us two, you and PFT and and Frank Kaminsky? And he like, plays yeah, he Frank, plays like Frank Kaminsky. Game, yeah, just to keep it easy, you know that yeah. makes it easy. Yeah, it's in Charlotte, right? So yeah, yeah have Kaminsky play. He's not playing on the Hornets, so he might as well play somewhere. <laughs> okay. All right, those are not funny jokes. And uh, <laughs> I think if we played, people would actually watch. So it would kind of defeat the whole purpose. It's, how good are right? you at basketball, by the way? I'm. I am. I mean, I've. I've have we not played together? Just no, say, first of all, just say better right than Brad now. Davidson. And you I've get away seen. With it. I've seen uh, snippets on Twitter that you post of, which is basically like you post your your shoes in the gym, and you're like about to get yeah, this run in. <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy. I am the guy on your team that will, I won't make any mistakes. So like, you don't have to worry. Like the guy who I guard is not going to score. He's not going to score a lot unless, unless they run because I don't really run. So like, if they, <laughs> you know, if they run fast breaks, like I'm going to, I'm going to do the thing where I stand under the other hoop and just point, like someone get my man. I got this guy who's also not running. Yeah. The like, Sacramento switch, Kings offense. You know, you, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you do the 70, 70 foot switch on defense. Where it's like, <laughs> no, I'll just stay with this guy back here. Um, I, I box out. I, my, my box out game is, is the best part of my game. Like I will clear out the middle and rebound. Do you actually and box out I, or do you just stand there oh, yeah. and exist as a big no. man and are hard to get around? No, I can't jump high. I can't okay. jump high. All right. so I, I will clear, like I will clear people out under the basket. I will push people out under the basket. I will get low and like throw my ass around. So I do the whole thing. 
and I can pick really well. And then with, without a doubt, I would say, well, probably if I play like five pickup games, at least two to three times, I will get a perfect pass right out of the basket, and it will be so good that I will miss the layup and be like, oh, damn, <laughs> that's on me, guys. All that's you got to say me. is I was expecting contact. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to get contact. Yeah. Yeah, You're good. Like, God damn it. No, I never call foul. That's the other thing. I've never called a foul. Okay, that's respect. How how do you say Ever. how do you say my bad? Are you a, are you a tap the chest guy? Are you a, a just kind of say it over? Are you one that like lets it linger or like where a play happens and you fucked up and you say my bad and then it, it, the play like you keep playing for twenty minutes and then everyone's in line getting a drink and you're like hey again I just want to say my bad on that one. Are you that guy that like over apologizes? No. I usually if I miss an easy one I'll just be like fuck ah oh, man I don't have it today. Like, <laughs> don't pass not it to me. not don't my day, fellas. Yeah, I'd be like, don't pass it to me until I find it. And uh, it's like, like just don't pass me anymore. Like, I'll take myself out of the office. I also have... Doing the mic and drill while everyone's getting water. Yeah. Yeah, right. The other thing that always happens to me in pickup basketball is uh, there'll be at least one point in the game where where the ball will come around to me, and I'll be maybe 16, 18 feet away from the basket, squared up. Mm. And everyone on my team be like, shoot it, shoot it. And and I'll shoot it and I'll miss it. And then I'll just be like, I told you I should shoot it. I'll blame it back on them. Like, what the hell, you guys? Like, I'm not supposed to shoot. This is not my game. And uh, so, yeah, that's it. But I mean, I go out there just to run around. I mean, I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm nothing special. But I, like I said, I, I'm the guy that you want on your team because I won't make a ton of mistakes and I will also not take a lot of shots. So you don't have to worry about the offense running through me. Big Cat, we love you. We appreciate you coming on. You didn't have to do this. Um, and yeah, everyone listening, if 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 you are one of the five people that exist in this world that listen to our podcast and do not listen to Part of My Take or are not aware of what Part of My Take is, go listen to Big Cat on Part of My Take. Uh, football, everything else. Um, yeah, we appreciate you doing this, man. Appreciate yeah, you, big you guys. Cat. I love I, I love your podcast, and we actually left some stuff that we can talk about next time because we didn't talk about my favorite team in the whole country, Nevada. And I've been a fan of them for two years now because I just stay up late night watching them dominate teams. So we'll do that next time. We will do that next time. All right, man. Be good. All right, thanks, guys. See ya. Sports. All right, thanks again to Big Cat. Uh, he's the best. We 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 should have him on more often. We should we should have PFT on, but I can't figure out like what the hook would be if we wanted to have PFT on. He's just kind of exists in his. PFT world of of football, and I'm not really sure what the college basketball. I think he would just be, be super enthusiastic, like laughing at us while we were yeah. being super enthusiastic, and yeah. we feel like we were all on the same side. But yeah. then everyone, like, look at these jerk offs getting excited about charges. Yeah, and uh, then we would be Wisconsin fans. So yeah. that would be us. There you go, uh, Big Cat squashing the. Do it, we're we're just doing our part to squash the the fake ringer barstool beef, whatever the fuck that is. We we love we we love him. Um, so. Thanks to him for coming on. We we have a few other games we wanted to touch on real quick. Tate, uh, ACC Big Ten stuff. We have to mention Florida State beating Purdue at yes. home. Uh, really, really good game. Um, if you were watching, as it turns out, the 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 most hype game going into the challenge was Carolina and Michigan. But uh, if if you were watching Carolina and Michigan, you missed what might have been actually the best game of the challenge, which was Florida State Purdue. Uh, Carson Edwards, I'll just say it again, doesn't have enough help. On Purdue, this who's is going, going to help problem. Carson? Yeah, Needs who's going to help him? Ryan Klein, like his three best teammates are white dudes. That's mm-hmm. a problem, Tate. You can't mm-hmm. have that. You can't mm-hmm. have Ryan Klein and Boudreaux and Matt Harms be unless here. you play for Wisconsin. Yeah, so. uh, Trent Forrest hit the shot. That was his only. Yeah, no assists, no points, no rebounds until he hit the game winner. Mm-hmm. 
So that was pretty impressive. Florida also, State, shout out to Leonard Hamilton. Uh, so we we roasted him rightfully so for the Michigan Elite Eight blunder where he didn't foul at the end. Whoa, what? Yeah, and he's like, what? what, the, what yeah, Dana, yeah. What, Dana Jacobson, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The game was so, over. What? The game was <laughs> it's like, it could have uh, actually been extended. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to, Everything she said, he's like, your name is Leonard Hamilton. He was trying what? to He was trying to Homer Simpson himself back into the bushes. Just like, he's like, if I just keep saying what, eventually I'll just like fade back and no one will. Um, but for all the shit you give him for that, we have to uh, applaud him for uh, the move at the end of this game where Florida State's down one, they have the possession arrow, and uh, the shot clock's off for Purdue. Purdue has the ball, and instead of fouling Purdue, they first try to get the steal, and they get the tie-up, and they mm-hmm. get the jump ball, and then it's Florida State's ball, and that's how they have the game winner. So that's that's kind of savvy, right? What? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Leonard Hamilton's listening to this. He's like, is that what we did? <laughs> uh, another game we got to talk about, Penn State beats and knocks off number 13 Virginia Tech, one of my mm-hmm. favorite teams in the country. Wow, Penn State's one of your favorite teams in the country? That's yes, crazy. Yes, exactly. Bucket Jones, Pat Chambers said that the kid's name is Buckets. Uh, he gets 13 of his 18 in the second half. I thought he was pretty impressive. But mm-hmm. Buzz Williams, yet again, it's one of those games where Virginia Tech plays great defense, has a chance to win a game, had a nice little situation there with the lead. And I don't know, just they kind of and, it's, and gone. it's gone. Yeah, just like that, it's gone. Sixty three, sixty two. Penn State, Nittany Lions, good win for them. Uh, also, the the race to sixty nine was won by Iowa. Yes. Iowa's playing Wisconsin. We we we. I should have brought this up when we were talking to Big Cat about Wisconsin. How great they are. Wisconsin does play at Iowa tonight. Uh, the by the time people most people are listening to this, the game's probably already happened. So if you're wondering why we were talking about Wisconsin doing well and all that kind of stuff, and as it turns out, Wisconsin actually loses at Iowa tonight, and why we didn't reference that, that's why we recorded it before. Um, but Iowa, playing playing well this year, undefeated. Uh, beat Pitt in the race of 69, Tate. 69-68. Pitt's first loss of the season. So it's good to see Jeff Capel doing well with the program that Kevin Stallings built. It's it, isn't that the way it always works? Like, good job by Jeff Capel, though. I good job by Kevin Stallings game. is what yeah, you mean. That he right. builds the program, gets all these guys in, uh, gets lands all these recruits, all the recruits that Capel got. Mm-hmm. Stallings, I'm sure, was going to get them anyway. Yes, I'm sure Capel just made one call and was like, "Hey, you know everything Kevin told you? I just let's just go with the same deal." This is this is Kevin. What do you say? Doing. I'll fucking kill you. They're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, perfect, coach. Can't <laughs> well, wait no. to play for you." Hold on. Why is it that every other coach? You leave a bunch of good players and then they win. People talk about, well, he did it with his recruits, you know. And then, like, you're not going to give Kevin Stallings any credit for this. Pitt's first loss is on the road against a ranked mm. team by one. Mm. They're they're playing well. I'm just, I'm just kudos saying. to Jason Capel on the sidelines doing a great job coaching in that number two role. We all know number twos mm-hmm. are really number ones these mm-hmm. days in college basketball. Way yeah. to go, Jason. Uh, next game, Rutgers, Miami. Oh, yeah, this was the big one. This is the one that saved it New for, Jersey basketball. This was, like, the biggest, uh, I don't know how to phrase it, like, the biggest shock or, like, the biggest deviation from the expected result, right? The also, Miami just could not find a way to score. I mean, Chris Likes probably their best player at this Gotta point. Gotta make shots. And, yeah, you could you could see the limitations for the first time with Rutgers Miami. is actually not terrible, by the way. No. They're, no, they're not, not good. I'm not going to say they're good, but they the last few years, that's like the story that, uh, I don't know. That's the story in the Big Ten that no one wants to talk about because it's Rutgers. But Rutgers, like losing to Rutgers is not a colossal embarrassment like it used to be. But it's still like, I would I would not advise losing to Rutgers if you can help it, but it's not embarrassing like it used to be. Speaking of moral victories, Illinois loses to Notre Dame 76-74, but mm. my cousin Trent Frazier almost hit a three to win the game. Oh, wow. Almost. People were very excited Hang the banner. This. Yeah, hang the banner. Hang the banner. And Brad Underwood said, we had a chance. That was good for us. Uh, I told him I loved him, and our time is coming. We don't know when, but... They did. Uh, Illinois, that game was like kind of over. That, that was the game that was on at the bar, actually. Now mm. that I think about it, that game mm. was on ESPNU before the Pitt-Iowa game. We were watching that one, and... uh. 
Illinois was like down by a few possessions and they kept chipping away, just playing the foul game and then they had a shot at the buzzer and almost. In and out. So close. Mm-hmm. Oof. What else, what else you got before we go? Final thing I want to shout out, LeBron James, Coach K. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which we, we were going to bring up quickly, but this will this, be a tease for the future. When did it become not an NCAA violation when mm-hmm. you basically put out to the world that your son is going to go play for someone with a couple wink emojis, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that— isn't The that, eyes emojis is— Dick admiss- Vitale tweeted yeah. out, and I said, Dick, Coach, Coach Vitale. We already covered is this. this. A, is this a violation? We already covered this. Chris Mack did this with one of his recruits uh, this week, too, that he quote tweeted a tweet. Chris Mack did the eyes again with a recruit. I, I don't know if the guy signed. I think like once they sign, you can mm-hmm. talk about them, yes. right? Yes, yes. So the kid was probably already signed. But for the case of the, for the point of the story, let's pretend like he's not signed. Let's uh, say he signed in pencil. Yeah. Chris Mack uh, tweeted like a highlight video of one of his recruits and then put the eyes emojis. And I think the eyes emojis, like we, we've already covered— it doesn't actually say anything, so you're not actually commenting. You're just eyes emojiing, and mm-hmm. you get away with anything you want. So it's just—it's yeah. literally look exclamation yeah. point. Look, yeah, that's all it is. Did you like? Is that going to be? Are you gonna be able to plead that in court someday? I think that's where that's where we're headed. Is that did you murder? Did you murder the victim? And it's just like, I plead eye emojis. I feel like the next <laughs> big scandal will not be because of phone calls like Samson. It'll be because of tweets and it, DMs. It, it, it emojis. Be, there, there will be DM. There will be DM <laughs> rules. And it just and the the proof they have is a screenshot where it just says J Capel 07 yeah. and it's just duffel bag eyes to, emoji. God, dude, I meant to address. I meant to bring that up to Big Cat though the the LeBron thing because he hates he hates LeBron and Duke with equal measure and that mm-hmm. would have been great to talk to him about. So uh, just we'll say the LeBron. Just talk. imagine that we yeah we don't want to. I'm I'm no LeBron hater as someone who has watched every single Lakers game. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Being forced to watch it everywhere I go, it's like he follows dude, me around. Tonight, the Mavericks play the Lakers. Your boy Luca. Oh. Dennis Smith Jr. Why do Your boy Luca. can we can we give him some pub? I mean, the man deserves it. He's unbelievable. I'm not going to comment. He's on having Luka. to play the two guard now. You know, you know what uh, I say? Hey, hey! All the people that are tweeting about to me about Luca Doncic. We never and how said he was bad. We said he was not viewed by people, and they just assumed. Yeah, we said that. Like the problem was. Yeah, and we're the asses. Yeah, we're the assholes because we're saying that everyone was excited about him. Never actually watched him play. That was always the joke, you idiots. But also, you know what? For, that's not even my statement. You know what my statement is on all the people that anyone are anyone that wears number seventy-seven is going to be a bust. Yeah, facts. You know that. You know what my statement is on all the people sending me Luka Doncic highlights and his stats and saying like, "Are you a believer now?" You know what my statement is? Eye emojis. That's it. That's all mm-hmm. I got for you. Take your eye emojis and and be gone with you. Um. One other thing I want to mention. My is, statement is a red receipt. <laughs> Nevada beat uh, Loyola in a Sweet 16 uh, rematch. They went to, I think it was at Loyola, right? Yes, it was at Loyola, yeah. and Sister Jean got her Final Four ring, Yep. and she pointed out that she wished Mariah Musselman was there, so we have a, a, a meme, meme reunion yeah. is what they wanted to have on the floor for Sister Jean. Did you, have you ever seen a Final Four ring? I have, I have. Have I seen a Final Four ring? No, no, yes, no. I have. No, I have no. one. Give I went to the mascot. Final Four. Give it to a mascot. Have you ever well, seen that? Some would argue that me getting the Final Four in 2007. Not me, Mark Titus. Not I. 2007. No, to a mascot. To a meme. To a the meme. The first meme. Yeah, the first meme. Does Does Jordan Poole's Final Four ring count? <laughs> it does. It does. It does. Never mind. Never mind. She was second. <laughs> she wasn't even first. Uh uh, I, I lied. I have a couple other things. Number one, Chicago State got their first one of the year uh, against a, a university called East West University. I have no idea what division this is. It's their their name is East Hyphen West. What university. kind of uh, class first do you guys, year. guys have here? Oh, just give me your money. Uh, the 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 jinx is still on. Chicago State, you will never win a national title again for for spurning me from the head coaching job, and and that's just that. I'm sorry to say. Uh, and lastly, Tate, we we need to hype up the people uh, next week. 
we will be in the great city of Dallas, Texas mm. for America's next great college basketball rivalry. The TCU Horn Frogs playing at the SMU Mustangs. We will be in attendance. Um, I just want to do some, a little pre-promotion for that. That uh, this is it's it's going to be insane. I cannot wait to see the hatred coming from both sides of of the fan bases. I'm so excited for this. Um, some people are like warning me. Are you sure? Dallas, Fuller Worth. Yeah. Are you Dallas. Su- are you sure you yes. want to actually go to the game? Like, dude, your life might be in jail. I was like, you know what? For the sake of the pod, we're going. We might get caught in the crossfire, but uh, this is what we're going to do. So America's we may not have grade. the shirts on like we had hoped, but you are heart divided. That is the that is no, you. My plan, you are heart divided. You my are plan, yeah. and I am heart decided. Mm-hmm. I will be wearing SMU gear mm-hmm. because you know, my plan. Seriously, of the this is this is literally what I'm going to do. I am I'm going to buy an SMU shirt and a TCU shirt. I am going to change whoever has the lead at any given time. I'm going to be wearing their shirt, mm-hmm. and then whoever wins, uh, I'm a fan of yours for the night, the rest of the year, and that's how it's going to work. I am I am I am the trophy in this game. This is America's next great rivalry. 50 years from now, this is going to be a great college basketball rivalry, and everyone's going to look back on this moment in time and be like, Titus and Tate created that out of thin air. God bless those guys. That's that's the hope here. <laughs> Don't mess with Texas. We'll be there next week. Can't so we, wait. we will be there next week. Uh, until then, thanks for listening. See you guys.